from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, the gimmick table, always bringing the heat. Here they are, the brothers of the D. Welcome back to the Gimmick Table. I'm Big Ben Brewer. I'm D. Dan Brewer. And we are the Brothers of the D. Wow. What a WrestleMania. History was made. Yes. Well, we got a lot to get to. Mania, Aftermath, this week on Raw and SmackDown. Some All Elite news. G1 Supercard invaded Madison Square Garden. WrestleMania weekend. So much to get to. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's bring the heat. All right. WrestleMania 35, MetLife Stadium. Winner take all. Becky, Charlotte, the and The main Ryan event. Wow. These uh, three ladies brought it. They kicked each other's ass, yeah, basically. It, it was very physical. Uh, very physical. You know. Very it, physical. It was. I wish Ronda Rousey went, went through the table. You know, After she said the tables are for bitches, well, you're our bitch, but... <laughs> yeah, that would have been, been nice. You said they put Charlotte through it, and then it didn't break. I love this match. <laughs> it was an excellent match. It was match. absolutely amazing. It was an excellent match, uh, except just the, the crazy ending other than that. that well, you know who I would have rather... Say, I, I know the point was Ronda refused to tap out. Yeah, so we definitely was, wasn't going to get an arm bar so, or a figure for anything. So, a stupid roll-up that she couldn't even pull off, putting her shoulders down for? Yeah, I don't Why know. Why didn't they have but, Becky give her the stunner? But the funniest thing is, if you noticed, Becky was very much surprised that that's how she got the pinfall. Not just a look. To me, there was more to that. Surprised that I just won the Raw no, and SmackDown time. I think it was. I think it's really be, no. I think it's Becky being an entertainer. I think it was. Yeah. It, unless it was really she screwed this up that bad. But why didn't you let her win with the stunner? Let her win with something, except for. But I guess that's not the way Ronda Rousey wants it. And of course, you know Vince likes because her alternate finisher on live events is the is the Stone Cold stunner. Right. You should. Yeah. I don't know. It was to me. It was. To me, it felt like they were running out of time. I think that was time was I think a factor no. as well. Uh, I think no, they I were. I mean, because the match didn't start to like midnight Eastern well, Standard Time. And being the last match, they technically had plenty of time. Yeah, to me, you could go, but it was like to me, I don't know. It just, it just something didn't feel what right about it. What may have rushed it was Ronda breaking her hand. Yeah, at some match. point. I don't even know. I've went back. I don't even know where. What point did she did break this hand? Because there's no obvious. Sign where she actually did, but she did reports after, after Mania. She broke her hand, and I guess it's pretty severe that they had immediately had to put her in a cast. Well, a couple weeks ago, she hurt her hand. Uh, X-rays were supposedly this is reports. X-rays were inclusive. Um, were included, they, they couldn't tell if it was broken or right. not. 
So she may have actually had a fracture going into this match. And then she... But obviously made it worse. It made it worse, whatever she did using, you know, because she's a striker and she likes to... But I'll tell you what. But the match was great. It was an absolutely great match. Uh, I mean, you had it out. You had everything. I mean, you had, you know, you had Ronda beating both of them right out of the gate, you know, inside, outside the ring, throwing them both into the barricade. It was it was entertaining match. And then you would have... You know, they went back and forth. You know, it was great. It was a great match. It definitely lived up to the hype that they built it up to for the main event. But what I don't like now. But the end, is to me, the ending was a little soft. I don't know if it was basically. I don't know. It, you know, it was probably was something that was done last minute because you know when once Vince has his hands on things, things change right at the last minute. I, I just think that a stunner would have been a better ending for that. Something better than that. Becky could have gave her the stunner. Becky counter moved Ronda's uh, fireman's. Was it fireman? It was fireman's carry, right? It was her pipe. Yeah, her her version of Piper's pit. She calls it Piper's pit. So and Becky countered it and rolled her up and. But what I don't like now is Lacey Evans. <laughs> I don't like Lacey. I mean, out of everyone. Well, what we're talking Lacey about Evans. is the aftermath of WrestleMania on Raw. Lacey was doing her what she's done since she's been called up from uh, NXT is just her catwalk, and said this time on Raw she uh, decides to give the what is she the lady's right hand or whatever she calls whatever it, it is. and just clearly clocks Becky Lynch right in the jaw and uh, and then they attempt to start beating the crap out of it and Becky goes after her and they start on the ramp and uh, then it happened again on Smackdown uh, she laid a pretty good right hand to Becky and kind of rocked Becky a little bit I think well, uh, a little bit, but Becky, a lot of it, but, Becky has to put if, if Lacey Evans is the way so they're going, she's got to put. It Lacey sounds over like it is because if you up. if you took the social media, Becky's social media, I've seen it. You've probably seen it. Oh, she she's sad right now, to Lacey Evans. She she's said, sad. "Well, she goes here we go again, kind of taking a knock at." She's the fake Charlotte. You know, you know she's going to be the fake Charlotte. Up. So I've already beat the original. Now I got to beat the imitator. And so sounds like that uh, that's the next up on the agenda here for the near future, probably for Money so, in the Bank that's coming up. So I saw a Twitter poll, and it was which one of the three major new the, the major belts, the three major belts that changed hands, which one will lose their title first? And the Twitter poll was like seventy five percent Becky really? gonna lose. I don't know unless they're who? Th- unless they're thinking she'll lose one of the belts. And then so they're not thinking it. of unification, I don't know. or all I know is Becky two belts. <laughs> Becky, needs, I love it. Hashtag Becky two belts needs to be <laughs> the champion of both. And she's you know, and you got these new modern era. You ain't got the Brock Lesnar's anymore. We'll talk about that later. That you know, or the that don't like to work. You know, but especially going, she's going to work this, both shows. You know? Especially going into this fall where the transition. From USA to Fox for, for SmackDown, SmackDown Live, you need to keep those titles on Becky Lynch. Yes. What I bigger mean, pop? You know, WWE's got show. some big plans with Fox coming up this fall for SmackDown. I've heard they're going to have a. a sh- uh, they announced during WrestleMania weekend they're going to have a, uh, a studio-based a, show, a weekly studio-based talk show. We're talking about you know what, which I believe is replacing the Tuesday night SmackDown Live. 
you know, it'll be on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's going to be on FS1, so yeah. uh, on all your cable providers. But going into that big transition, the big money buildup on Fox, you got to have Becky Two Bells. You got, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, you got to. I mean, you've built her up for the last six months. You know, you built this storyline up, which you almost, again, almost screwed up, but it worked out in the end. She is the champion, the dual champion. And uh, what do you think about Charlotte's entrance? That was kind of a copycat on the old Ric Flair entrance when when they did a Ric Flair uh, coming to that me, way. You know, I enjoyed. I it. was waiting for a little bit more grander entrances. Usually WrestleMania, you have the grand entrances. Of course, obviously, you had uh, Triple H's big grand production that he always has, uh, which was so stupid. Uh, then you had Batista's well, entourage security well, pulling up in the Cadillac Escalades. and uh, Well, that's the know, Hollywood guy. But uh, let's see. Who else had a grand entrance? The even, and, and I know why they tamed this one down. It's because of the time constraints. But the Demon's normal entrance, they tamed that down. Well, they tamed that down time. because if I was sitting there looking, I'm like, it's 11 o'clock. And they still got four or five matches to go before even the main event. And so, to me, some of those matches, I believe they said, follow the cues. We're going to end these a little bit early. It's still going to be the same outcome, but we're going to end them early. As a couple of those matches, you definitely were, uh, uh, we'll talk about it when they so get to you, them. So, did you like, I, I enjoyed the Charlotte entrance. I, I thought it, it brought, was great. It, it, was, it brought Flair. you right back to old school Ric Flair. Um, it was good. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, you know, you know, I, hell, it was, you know, I'm not taking, I love Joan, Jar, Joan, Joan Chet and the Blackhearts where they stood on stage and performed um, Bad Reputation, Ronda Rousey's uh, intro music. Yeah, Charlotte definitely had uh, had a great entrance, you know, and, you know, <laughs> you know what, Becky's was good too. I mean, it, the crowd Becky's was simple. The crowd it was, it was simple, it was, but it was effective. Just like you know some of the greats in the past of WWE, simple. Sometimes you don't need the over the top. And you know what? Uh, and, you know, just the simple. The crowd being into Becky Lynch and the, and the then, man signs. You know, of course, you know WWE spared no expense with pyrotechnics. Uh, so, uh, but then to Ron's defense, I know you were like, you know, no disagree. She's still learning this business. She's still learning how to make that grand entrance. And what she's kind of doing as a heel, where she just had the belt over her shoulder and she'd walk straight. The, well, the funniest thing is, right to the ring. Becky, you could tell she's not a heel because she walks out. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts are performing. She gives that big old Ronda Rousey smile to Joan Jett, and then she goes back into her heel smirk. You got to be. As old school as you talk about it, one if you're a heel, you've got to be a heel 24-7. <laughs> well, that's not... And Ronda, it's not in Ronda's nature to do that. Ronda Rousey wants the approval. She wants the fans' approval. And this heel turn is... I, but, I don't know. But keep this in mind. Most stars in the WWE take 10... 15 years to get there. Yeah, because what is the, some of the Ronda's, greats? Ronda, uh, she's one year What does some of the greats say? They always love being a heel. But Ronda's one year into she's this one year professional in. wrestling gig. Her 
in-ring debut was last year's WrestleMania. So she still has a lot in a tag learn. team match. Yeah. So she still has a and lot. And then a year later, she's main event in WrestleMania. Now, the physical getting in the ring and stuff, she picked it up quick. She's an athlete. She's an athlete. You know, she's a gold medalist in, in ju- it, judo. She's a UFC. You know her accolades in the UFC. So, But the psychology side of wrestling takes a lot longer than one year to master. Right. And, and who she's knows not there. how long she's going to be. She's in a, you know she talked about she's going to start a family with her husband, so you know that's going to take her away for a long period of time to continue to hone her craft, as you know. Well, at this point, it's the not other about, things besides being the in ring performer. This the, is clearly work and, to her the way professional wrestling is to Brock. It's a paycheck. It's a paycheck, and you know what? And it's sadly enough some of these. Yeah. There and there's other big name stars right now in the WWE that it's a paycheck. It's not. It's not the love anymore. It's, but and that's okay. So I don't, you know, if Ronda can can pull that kind of schedule without ever having a professional wrestling match, then so be it. You know, let her have. Yeah, it. so be it. I mean, it's more power to you. But you know, to me, if you're going to be, you're in the game. You're in the game. You know, you can't. So do you agree this match, the winner-take-all women's match, Becky Two Belts, was the best match of the night? Yes, it was. So I think a close I second. mean, there's other matches that were very good. And I then think there's some other was, matches were just straight-up horrible that never should have been on a card. I three that Even were some of the, the pre-show freaking matches were better than the ones that were on some of those on the main I card. I think there was three matches that were the top-notch ones that stole the show. One was Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. Obviously, obviously. The next one, which is Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Yes, because you built that up. That's your number two, because you built that up. Just you built that up. And Shane and Miz, which <laughs> and it had a controversial re- ending, but it was also a McMahon re- ending. In all reality, because those Shane, were the three matches that they really they pushed. hyped up, and they, hyped that's up. the only three. The only three they actually built up for it. And, so let's uh, get to Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Kofi and Daniel Bryan. All the way through this match, they. Daniel Bryan, as much as you might hate this new Daniel Bryan character, the environment and all this. I've never been Daniel Bryan since day one. Daniel, he you is know this. one. <laughs> since the first time I've seen him in the ring of the honor. absolute best wrestlers. He is. He is a in great in ring performer. He is great in ring performer. He knows the psychology of wrestling. Oh. All I mean, through this match. He was in there in the independence for, what, 15 years before he even got his break? All through this match, Kofi was the underdog. Kofi Always. Kofi was coming from behind. Always coming from behind. Daniel Bryan and took Kofi, Kofi to the woodshed. Kingston, with this Kofi mania, Kofi needs, as much as I love Kofi, needs to thank Daniel Bryan for being the one that, that put him over. Yeah. If it wasn't for what Daniel Bryan did leading up, the last few months to WrestleMania, this match would not have had as much hype and been no, what it was. No, we know Kofi is fantastic in the ring. Yeah, he's a great in ring performer. He, he's, he's he can entertain people. He's an entertainer. That's what you want. And the way they played off each other, Kofi playing that underdog and Daniel Bryan playing that you, you know I'm I, I'm the A plus star. You, you know what the funniest be, thing is that little a his a plus and it was Kofi's recycled. A plus. It was recycled. Because somebody 
called Daniel Bryan the same thing. Yeah, it, it's a recycled storyline, and WWE <laughs> does that, but this was a different twist on it. Yes. Instead of Daniel Bryan having to go to WrestleMania and beat Triple H just to have a chance to be in the main event, they took that up several notches. Yes. And Kofi had to win the gauntlet match. Then he got removed from the match because Vince just didn't want him there. And then he had to go through another gauntlet match, which he wound up losing to the last, which was Daniel Bryan. And then, then his boys had to go through a gauntlet match just to get him. Because they begged and pleaded with Vince, and then they said, "Well." So they definitely took that storyline up a notch from when it originally was, but this couldn't have went down the way it did without it being Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Yes, if it was Kofi Kingston versus. <laughs> Kevin Owens, it wouldn't have had the same no, flair. No. If it was Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Joe, it wouldn't have had the same flair. These two guys made this match brilliant. Right. And hats off to Kofi Kingston. He now joins the ranks of a Grand Slam champion. Yes, he does. He's the first African American WWE champion. Yes. Yes. Now, Intercontinental titles and all that, that's been done before. Obviously, Kofi's held all those. But this is the first time, and I know Ron Simmons held the WCW title, but I'm talking about WWE yes, title. Yes, because you got to separate them. I mean, you can even have to separate WWF so, versus WWE. So this is a big deal. I mean, Rock, I guess, he's part. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, he's a Grand Slam champion. He's he's won all four, you know. Used to, I remember back in the day, it was always, you know, Pedro Morales was well, the only was a, man to ever hold all other, you know, recognized titles. Well, it was three at the time. At three at the time, but now it's they've added the United States, so and, you know, Kofi is one of those. Before they got the United States, there was Grand, Cha- Grand Slam champions that held... The world title, the tag title, the intercontinental title, and the European title. Yes. That was the original Grand Slam. Yeah. And now since the United States is in there, the European title has been, um, been retired. So there are Grand Slam champions who have held, who are Grand Slam right. champions that didn't hold the United States title. Right. But so. they held the European title. Right. Like Christian's a good example is one. Christian was a Grand Slam champion, but... Dan loves some Christian. There was no United States Championship at the time. Right, right. So they used the European title because it was a great that. company that used to be WCW. Correct. <laughs> we'll get into that so, later. Kofi Kingston, hats, hats off, off to, to you. It was a great match. I'm, you know you know me. I have a list of wrestlers that I cannot, don't like. And Daniel Bryan's on that list, but he's you know low on that list. He's not high on the list. He's low on the list, but he definitely worked this match and done exactly the right way to do it. Built this thing up and uh, played the played the perfect heel. Um, so yeah, Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar for the universal. <laughs> this shocked me. Okay, why? It, you know, you got uh, you know you got your host Alexa Bliss. Uh, and then she's like, you know, I can do whatever I want. I can snap my fingers and boom. And here comes out Hulk Hogan. And they're doing this thing. And then here comes out Paul Heyman stomping his way down. And uh, they're not happy that they're not main eventing WrestleMania. So we're going to have this match right now because we have a plane ready to go to go to Vegas, which he was referring to the UFC world. He so was heading to Vegas. On our last show, I did say that I thought Brock Lesnar was going to retain. But the moment I saw him and saw how trimmed down he was... He's, he's definitely cutting weight for the he's, UFC. He's in UFC mode. He's so been to me. I've noticed that over the last couple 
Well, because, you know, he don't show up a whole lot. But even at the Royal Rumble, when he fought Finn Balor, I'm like, he's a little trim. But he, but he is down. But he's down a lot. Now. He's down a and lot. And as soon as I saw him, I said, well, they're going to put the title on Seth now. Yep. And it was. Which like, I was happy about it because, you know, you, you, it, it last was, week I said it. I said, I want it Seth Rollins. It was the classic Brock Lesnar match, but reversed. But reversed. Normally, Brock Lesnar gets in there, the other person. Beats up on him, gets the upper advantage from the get-go. They attack him when the bell nope, starts. it was the opposite. And then at the very end, Brock Lesnar pulls out his move, and it's over. Nope. This was the opposite. This was the exact opposite. He kicked Seth Rollins' butt around that ring, around the ringside, and then Seth gets the low blow, which is not which like is Seth. totally hey. fine with me, but you got to do what you got to do to win to get to, to dethrone uh, the and beast. And then it took three curb stops. Which is beautiful. I and loved then we it. We have a new champion. I loved it. I loved it. As Dean Ambrose said off off the air on Raw, he said I, the, one of the most enjoyable things was watching <laughs> watching Seth Rollins stop stop the mud hole into. Uh, I think his exact words was stomp that box head into the ground. Right. Exactly. Uh, you know. So uh, I enjoyed that. I you know. So. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, that was my Seth Rollins. I'm glad that now they're going to have a true champion and let Brock go off into the but sunset and have his uh, UFC fights. Usually you can say Brock Lesnar matches on the pay-per-view are really good. I, I don't agree with this one. No. This one was not I didn't wrong. think. I didn't think the Royal Rumble match. The, the Finn the, Balor match I thought was very good. I thought the Daniel Bryan match in the fall was or last year was at, he's had was very good. Uh, you know, but this don't. one was horrible. This one he was checked out. He was done. I just, he was there for the, his big paycheck at WrestleMania, and he was checking out. And he literally probably did get on a plane right after the match and took off and got out of there. So the women's tag team title match. A tag team title match. So last week I said, oh, they'll leave it on Sasha and Bailey, but this whole WrestleMania's well, job was to build up the Iconics to be and the future I, We team. said that, and I said yes, and but that's what happened. But they decided well, to put it on them now. I thought the way things, the way the match was going, I'm sitting there thinking, they're going to put it on with the whole, you know, you had uh, Bret Hart come out with, uh, come out and kind of like, I don't know, because they were dressed... With the Divas of Doom? The Divas of Doom were dressed in the black and the pink. Or the pink and black. Whatever you want to how you refer to it. And then the hitman come out and kind of like said, go get them. Like kind of, go. you know, I'm sitting there thinking, okay. Uh, and I'm like... And then the way the match was progressing, you know, Naya and Tamina kind of worked their way out of the match completely. And then it was kind of well, like... Well, now we know why that they weren't really a big factor. Nye's got to have double knee surgery. She's torn yeah. both ACLs. So she's done for a while now. Probably six, eight months, probably. So that's why she they weren't a factor, which... Uh, to me, they had... To me, they... I don't... Out of the get-go, out of the elimination table, they, that was the ones that they were defending against. And they were trying... I don't know. I'm like, but you never put them on them. So they kind of were a non-factor in the match. And then as the match was going along, I was like, they're going to put these on freaking Beth Phoenix and Natty. Well, they definitely showcased Beth Phoenix in this A match. lot. So, you know. Tim, I don't know if this is a telltale sign that Beth Phoenix is coming out of the, the rising up out of the ashes and coming back and be a full-time competitor or a part-time competitor or what. But to me, I was like, this, I'm like, they're going to put these on freaking Natty and freaking Beth Phoenix. No, I don't think she will because... 
she said on the Edge and Christian show, the podcast there, uh, the pod of awesomeness, that she just felt, they felt their tag team was unfinished. It was some, And they wanted to honor the Heart Foundation. And they did that. And they, they come out in the, the peak and black. And, they did and, the heart attack during the match. Yes. So it was definitely, but are the Iconics the new Edge and Christian or what? Somebody that could entertain you with with their in-ring skill and their mic You know what? The funniest the, thing in the world, the they had a typical uh, SmackDown after WrestleMania. They had their typical, I don't know, it was, would you, I don't know, maybe they have done that before, but they had this random two girls and they gave them a, a Brooklyn Bells or whatever they called them. They these fresh faces out of the Performance Center and uh, had a, their first title defense and it was quite... It was, I mean... You know, they were independent stars that are local to that area. You know, so and to me, that they're, they're, you know, they're pushing, they're going to put the Iconics of the Champions. And now, you know, if if you watch SmackDown this week, I think we finally found what they're going to, the role that Paige is going to have now. Because apparently Paige has announced she was, she was attentively watching that match. And she was interviewed after the match was over and she said... She has something for the Iconics next week in Montreal at the Super Shakeup uh, on the SmackDown side. Something for the Iconics. So it looks to me that Paige might be bring, being a manager and bringing in a tag team to uh, go against the Iconics. I, I, I'd be fine with that, but I think you definitely need to build up the Iconics and give them a long run and something because you didn't really give I mean you had you gave them a month no two months was it about two months yeah two months you gave Sasha and Bailey two months since Elimination Chamber uh, to have the titles and you know they they didn't defend them too much uh, which I thought was a little weird but I think they just didn't know what to do. Once again, creatives creatives is in a crossroads with Russell with WWE right now, so I don't think they know what exactly to do. So I don't know. Maybe this new uh, this new page tag team that's going to put it in the right direction, hopefully. But uh, no, I was I was pretty, you know. And then the twist at the end when they actually uh, pinned Beck Phoenix, I was I'm like. So. Do so, you think it's not going to be Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville? Do you think it's going to be somebody else? I don't. She's got something. So I don't know if they're bringing something They're bringing something in or she's went and got Mandy Rose, what Sonya if, Deville. What if she goes to NXT and gets the Sky Pirates, um, Eero Shirai and Kyrie Sane? I don't know. I, I think it's going to be something. I don't. Because the Iconics used to have a little feud with Kyrie Sane. Who, who was part of Paige's faction? It was, was Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I could see that. And then they have some guidance. Because I think, you know... But they've been teasing a Sonya Deville-Mandy Rose split for a long time. They have been teasing that, but I don't know. You see, I don't know. We're going to find out, obviously, in Montreal. Uh, but what's I don't going want on with it the shake up. anyone uh, that was in the title match. I want new... I think it's going to be something time. new. I don't I don't know if it's uh, they're going to go get somebody from NXT or... You know, or whatever, or if it's Sony Deville and Mandy Rose, I don't know, but they're bringing something to uh, help build up the Iconics as the women's tag team title. So, no, it was a great, it was great, you know, and uh, it's good to see that they put the belts on 
the future, if you will, or, you know, somebody different. Because I was like, you know, this this Nia Jackson Tamina thing is over. I'm tired of seeing him in these title matches. Well, I hope Tamina gets a singles push now that Nia's hurt. Had, I really like to Tamina. Me, <laughs> Tamina hasn't got a push in a long time. But she's very talented. She deserves She is very talented. Push. Of course, you know, she's, uh, you know, second generation. She's Jimmy Superfly Snooker's daughter. And so she's, she's got that pedigree and in she's her. part of the family you know she's uh got the pedigree so yeah you know it's just i think she'll probably get buried again now that she doesn't have uh but you do know she's in the enola family yeah yes yes she is a part of the family so uh so the, what do you think about the no hold bard match <sighs> keist and triple h it wow. went along it went it went to a long t- it went okay oh blah 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 blah, blah. rewind <laughs> it went Oh. It went longer than it should have. Yes, that's you what know, I'm trying to say. I agree with that, but it's Triple H. Because you know he, he runs the show. You he gets know to do what he wants. Right. You know Triple H wasn't going to lose. You had that feeling he wasn't going to lose because you know you know he's got to do those paydays in uh, in Saudi Arabia. So uh, so you know he wasn't going to lose his in ring be an in ring competition. So. You know, it was going to be, you know, and to me, it wasn't really, you know, Batista didn't really put up too much of a fight. He didn't really. You know, I give it to Dave. Dave took a lot of punishment for someone who hasn't wrestled in over six years. No. And then the funniest thing is, you know, Dave announced on social media, he's, that was it. He's done. He's, he, he finished his career. In, in ring and he's now he wanted one more match he wanted one more H. match and they got the Triple H he got it on the biggest stage of the world they built it up a little bit thanks to Ric Flair you know Triple H got a little hand from uh, Ric Flair so uh, it was kind of like you know Dave's like that's it I wanted one more match some of the match. things that they did like the fake pulling out of the nose ring yeah that was beautiful but somehow there was blood so but it wasn't a lot but if you had really pulled out a nose ring it would have been a lot more blood than that so I don't know if it was just uh, I don't know, but that was uh, they was some but yeah. But they went pretty, you know, pretty, and it was pretty. pretty and, you know, like I said, it was one sided. You know, Dave really didn't. He had a little bit, little bit of a run, but you know, it's Triple H. He, he, Triple I, H don't get worked over too much. Unless, I liked that match more than I thought I would. Yeah, you know, it was a better. It was better than the most. You know, there's a few matches there that I'm like. You could have put Revival and Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder tag team match on the main card versus some other matches we'll get to. But, uh, yeah, this was uh, it was an entertaining match to me. It went on a little bit. They could have ended a lot more sooner than they did. Um, but, you know, it's Triple H. He wants his time uh, on the big stage. So, no, uh, it was a good match. Uh, you know, they had the... Triple H had his grand entrance, you know. Dave Batista had his grand entrance, or should I say, Batista? Uh, the outcome so was predictable. It was predictable. It was we knew it was going to happen. Anybody that know, you know, we've said it. You know, Triple H has got to go wrestle over in the Saudi Arabia because the princes like to see Triple H. So, you know, and which you know, a little side bit. This was Triple H's first match since last year at. When he tore his peck. When he tore his peck in Saudi Arabia. So, <laughs> you know, so it was, there was, to me, there was, uh, wasn't just Batista ring rust. It was also some Triple H rust. And it showed. Triple H did show some rust. Well. Uh, but, you know, it was a good match Triple overall. Triple H is, is definitely you one know. of the best 
in the business and yeah, from his humble beginnings to uh, terrorizing to Triple H. Yeah, he definitely COO of WWE. He he definitely <laughs> performed in this. So, match. but uh, yeah. Now uh, to my favorite match of the night. Yeah, this match, uh, but this was a typical McMahon ending. Uh, well, actually, technically, <laughs> normally not. I, but I see well, why they Shane did McMahon it. Well, Shane McMahon got his butt kicked all across MetLife Stadium. I see why they did it this way. Now, hear me out for a second. I said oh, Shane's gonna win. But the funniest thing I is, said Miz still is, carrying it on. So yeah, who I knows? said Miz is gonna win. Shane doesn't win at WrestleManias, you know. So Miz will win, and that'll be that. But then I had a thing. This is the first WrestleMania that Shane's been back that he's been a heel. Yes. And if he's always lost as the face, it made sense that he won as the heel. But, but the way he won was kind of like, okay, it was... <laughs> Miz, I tell you what, as much people want to make fun of the Miz and knock the Miz, oh, he started in reality TV or whatever. It doesn't matter. Miz has paid his dues. He's one of the longest tenured superstars in that locker room. Mike Mizanin. You know, he's... He's, is one of he a, is an entertainer the and best. that's what's work that's what works right now in this day and age not only is he an entertainer which we know he's one of the best ever on the mic that WWE has he's had getting, he, I wouldn't say the best of all time but he's he's in that list I he's said on one of the best oh, okay, ever okay okay Okay. And I would argue that he might be the best. He ever might be the mic. best modern era or the current right now. He might be. Oh, he might. Currently, me, on this roster, he could be the best. Me, all-time 1-2, I'm looking at CM Punk and Miz over The Rock and Stone Cold as 1-2. and two. But what people don't always get to see is Miz showcasing his actual in-ring ability. Yeah. This is and what he can do, you know, like you said, people dying because he was, you know, and he on that reality show, which was if anybody doesn't remember, he was on MTV's uh, Real World. I think it was the tenth season. They was back to New York. He was on the Real World. Then he did the uh, challenges. The, the challenges, but his original one was on MTV Real World. He actually 10. left in the middle of one of the challenges because he got the offer to come on to Tough Enough. Right. So he left so mid-challenge mid to come to On that real world, the original real world, he did say, I want to be a professional wrestler, and here's my character, and it was The Miz. So, and he would walk around in his alter ego sometimes, and it was funny. So he was already grooming himself, even, but he's paid his dues, he's worked hard, he's, you know... He's worked hard. He's a great in-ring competitor. You're not going to get a bad match if you're if you're paired up with Miz. If someone wants to break into the wrestling business, Miz would be a good um, person to look up to and model your career after. Where he's went, the hard work he's put in, and now look at him. He is a movie star. I'm granted they're not. Blockbuster, a I mean, they're WWE films, so but, I mean, it's associated with WWE. But, but he can act. He can act. He's, he's an entertainer. So I mean, it, you know, and now he's got his own, him and he's his got wife got his own show. reality show now, and he hasn't destroyed his body over the years. No, he's taking the time off to do other things for WWE, but still staying relevant. That saves you. But I'll tell you what, he put everything on the line in this match. He did. He worked it. His he, body. He. You know, he 
We are almost, a, we're six days later. Trust me, Miz and Shane McMahon are still feeling it. Well, yeah, today. if you've seen Shane, he's got black eye. He was limping. He was not just limping, but he could tell it was a full body kind of like dragging kind of walk that he walked in, but he was still at the heel thing going on SmackDown, still talking trash. And I think that's why you didn't see Miz on SmackDown that I think Miz took off and went after Mania because he was just too beat up. You know, his body was too beat up and had to take some time, you know, take, take the time and, but it was a very good match. And, you know, as the ending goes, he suplexed Shane off the, the, the camera tower and, just so happens when they landed into that uh, whatever you want to call it and Shane just happened to be on halfway top on top of them and that's how they counted it Charles Robinson counted it one two three and I'm like oh okay I see how this is uh, what do you think about the payday for George Mizan George Mizan and George well, Mizan got uh, him a Wrestlemania payday he this. got him a Wrestlemania payday he uh was going to get in the ring and fight Shane McMahon. Uh, George Mizana, dude, he is becoming, uh, Mr. Miz is becoming a household name. I bet you Cleveland, Ohio, in the greater Cleveland area, they're just loving some Mr. Miz. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, that's one thing about, uh, you know, when they want to, WWE wants to do a storyline right, and they want to, they want to go to that extra and go to the personal side or the family side and you know if they want to bring a family member in and use it then and definitely uh this work for this storyline and it looks like possibly it may still continue uh we don't know uh but you know shane still you know he's the best in the world you know, dragging around his, uh, the ring announcer, I feel for that guy. Greg Hamilton. Greg Hamilton. He's a great, a great ring announcer. Oh, he yeah. just, uh, Shane just wants it a particular way. And, you know, but that's, to me, this heel for Shane is, uh, very eerily similar to Vince. Yeah, he, he's got <laughs> that arrogance, kind of swagger about but, it. But, you know, that's that silver spoon. He was born the best in the world, as he says. <laughs> I think this match, Shane, every time Shane goes out there in WrestleMania since he's been back, if you've seen interviews with him, his goal is to steal the show. Right. You know, and they did. They were at, to that point when their match was, that's probably one of the best matches to that point. Taker and, and Shane stole the show. Taker and a or uh, AJ and Shane stole the show. This match stole the show until that main event. Yeah, until that. Yeah, up to that point to WrestleMania when they had this match. That, that was I like, would definitely put this match, Miz versus Shane, Boss kind anywhere better than Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean the outcome is what everybody wanted. They built it up, but just the entertainment factor and going big. But until we you know, take all match, this match is going big. The show. They went big on this one and uh it paid off. It was a it was a good entertaining match. We had a retirement match on uh, <sighs> on WrestleMania, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. You know But what? I think this is the way Kurt wanted it to go. I don't I Kurt wanted to put Baron Corbin over as the heel. He wanted to complete you, He wanted to complete that cycle of Baron Corbin being the heel. Baron Corbin has what we call white heat. Yes, because he's a heel, and uh, he's and they did a fantastic. To me, this is job. probably this probably saved Baron Corbin's career. So if Baron Corbin I, continued to be a face, he would not be in WWE. Well, the whole look changed, shaving his hair, 
the whole look that he's got rustling in clothes. Uh, well, I'll tell you, know, you I'll tell you this shirt, about Baron you know. Corbin. Baron Corbin has all the physical tools. Yeah, he's an to athlete. A he's a former star. professional. Played in the National Football League. He's got all the tools. So you know, but to, they took. This is one thing that I'll have to definitely say. WWE did right from a storyline point of view. They took Baron Corbin, who was so hot when it comes to getting heat. Yes. He was one of the most, if not and the... And I mean, they've had a storyline over the last six, eight months. the with, most know. hated heel yeah. in WWE. And they had kind of separated him for a while. And they brought that to bring it back to culminate. But what they did good in this match was... This is going to propel Baron Corbin yes. to even a larger this, heel in this the company. This is Kurt Angle leaving his mark on a, a superstar in the WWE, and it was Baron Corbin. He basically said, I'm going to go out here on the biggest granddaddy of state. And I bet you he, this is what he told. This is probably what he said told to create it, probably told to Vince. Because, you know, Vince is in control of everything, even though. But <laughs> he probably said, nope, I don't want to win. I don't. I want to put Baron Corbin over. I want to put Baron Corbin over. If we're gonna do this, let's do it right. Let's I, do it right. I'm leaving. Let's make. I'm leaving. I'm not gonna be incoming competitor because you know. And Kurt was right. Kurt. Baron Corbin will be no here no disrespect to Kurt and what Kurt's done in the WWE, but Kurt Angle, in his own words, he definitely was slowed down. He definitely was not up to par where he would. Oh like yeah, to be. his body's his body's. You beat. know, uh, I think. The time when he left, that break in between those couple years that he left, when he left Impact, and when before he came back to WWE, what was it, two years well, ago? Well, no, he he did a retirement run in the with, in the Independence with with after after Impact and then the Independence, and then he pretty much came straight to WWE. But I think WWE so didn't, didn't put him in the ring break. until what last year at WrestleMania. To tag with Ronda Rousey against Triple H and Shane? No, his, or first, Stephanie, I mean. his first match was when Roman Reigns and but, I mean, Bo he, Dallas and all those guys got... Uh, they didn't give him a lot of opportunities to be in ring. They decided, well, we're going to put you in the Hall of Fame. Okay, we're going to give you the general manager of Raw. The, well, the, his first match was when he stepped in for Roman Reigns as the Shield and wrestled with Seth Rollins right. and Ambrose. I forget what it was that they all those wrestlers came down with, but they all came down with the... Oh, I think it was the Mumps. They all came down with the Mumps. Yeah. Roman Reigns, Bo Dallas, Bray Wyatt, JoJo Offerman, they all came down with the Mumps for whatever reason. <laughs> so they had to... Well, were, when you travel together... Uh... <laughs> they were building this Shield matchup so much, and then all of a sudden... Right. But... Roman Reigns Kurt didn't, so yeah, I don't know through. if Kurt wasn't a hundred percent or he didn't feel that he was up to par. I don't know, but they didn't give him a whole lot of opportunities, in ring opportunities. They gave him more storyline well, opportunities. I think that was by design. So, to be honest, but, but. Uh, you know, Kurt did the way Kurt wanted to do. He wanted to put over Baron Corbin to keep Baron Corbin's heel run going, and then uh, which looks like probably it's going to continue. Probably, oh, yeah. probably. Uh, Roman Reigns. The rumor is probably Roman Reigns. Probably is his next storyline. Yeah. Uh, so he. That's definitely what he did. Uh, you know he. You know on Raw he did. Uh, uh, Angle slammed him. You know. 
and uh, before he got, uh, which we'll talk about it later. But no, this is Kurt just, you know, doing what Kurt wanted to do. He wasn't. He didn't want to win on the biggest stage. So the next thing that happened was a little bit of nostalgia from our childhood. One night only, we got the return of the Doctor of Thugonomics. I could. I don't. I can't stand the Doctor of Thugonomics. I wanted, I, I wanted Elias to either break that guitar over his head or just punch him right in the mouth. I I'm not a John Cena fan. The Doctor of Thugonomics. John Cena, when he came in at WWE, was a heel as the Doctor of Thugonomics. He was a heel. But it didn't work because the fans just ate him up and it was quickly turned into a face. Now, it wasn't it, that long. No, it worked. The fans loved it. That was the problem. He was over as a heel as the Doctor of Thugonomics. So John Cena, or Vince said, I can do something with this kid. I'm going to make him the face of my company. But to have the Doctor of Thugonomics back for one night, and it's only one night, and Elias to get, you know, Elias has said in interviews, the two people that he's wanted to wrestle. But this wasn't wrestled. I understand it wasn't a wrestling match. He had a WrestleMania moment. With John with Cena. John Cena. Yes. Yes. I'll grant you that. Elias. And listen, I like Elias. Uh, to me. Elias is a big deal. Elias is a. They need to give him a lot more in ring time. You need. They're giving the in, plenty of entertainment time. He is by far. He's an entertainer. If you give him more ring work. You but can the put only thing special about together giving ring, him more ring work is. He's going to have to lose being the heel, and you don't want to see him take as many L's. See, Corbin wins to put heat on him. Right. You want Elias to lose. You want the person that Elias is dogging to beat Elias, so Elias is going to have to lose. So it's totally different. Do you want to just run down the rest of the outcome? Let's run it down. Let's run it down because some of these matches I just, Let's just run through, through the actual results. So the Usos retained in the... Uh, four-corner match, and then they turned around and lost the titles on SmackDown to the Hardys. But my opinion, I think Usos is going to Raw. That's a possibility. Um, this 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 next match, you could have just put this on the pre-show. Samoa this Joe this didn't even, wasn't even worth uh, main card status. Samoa Joe beat Rey Mysterio Jr. In 60 seconds. This is ridiculous. Rey Mysterio Well, let's never, not even talk about it. Let's not talk about it. AJ it's Styles stupid. beat Randy Orton. Roman Reigns beat Drew uh, uh, McIntyre. I was about to say Galloway. Uh, <laughs> Finn Balor is the Demon. Won the IC title. Yes. Against uh, Bio Lashley, uh, Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Tony Nese won the Cruiserweight Championship over Buddy Murphy. Uh, you want to tell us who won the Battle Royals? The Andre the Giant Battle Royal was run by, of course, Braun Strowman. And then to me, with the surprise, was Carmella winning, winning the Women's Battle Royal. But I think overall, I know the biggest complaint about WrestleMania was the time. But uh, I think I thought it was a good show, pretty much top to bottom. Yeah, it was. I'd probably give it a B plus, probably uh, as a grade. I uh, wouldn't go the B plus. That's probably about as high as I could give it. I mean, yeah, you had some A matches. We have talked about them. Uh, but, yeah, overall, probably a B B-plus for WrestleMania. Now, I know we talked about the Hall of Fame last week. Did you watch the Hall of Fame ceremony live? Yes. Okay, so I do want to touch. I don't want to put a lot of time into it. 
But I do want to touch about what happened to Bret Hart. Yes, because you, if you were, if you tuned in and you were like Bret's Hart's and Natty was standing there because Natty was representing her dad, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, as the Hart Foundation was getting inducted, um, you seen this look like he had one of those uh, dreadlock kind of funky reggae. novelty yeah. looking reggae kind of hats on. He somehow got past security up into the ring and. Uh, tackled uh, Bret Hart and uh, uh, Natty, and then it went black, and uh, you didn't know what was going on. And then they flashed to it where there's a, they flashed quickly to the ring again, and it was a bunch. They were all like in the corner of the ring, and then they went fade to black again, and then next thing you know, they went back, and then they retrained order, and they went back to pulling him, continued on. But you know, if you got they. There's, it's out there if you there's want to see it. There's videos out there. There's out there. There's videos that you want to see. Uh, so I'd like to talk about the videos for a second. So if you haven't seen the videos, I do recommend. They're actually on my social media Yeah, page. to understand what happened. You know, if you're watching it, you're what like, happened. what ha- what's but going on? But I'd like on? to give a little bit of a, a recap of what happened. So this guy that got in the ring, we learned, is an amateur MMA fighter. So he does have some training. So... He was able to get past security. He actually injured a security guard, and the security guard was taken to a hospital afterwards. He was released. Everything was fine, but he was injured on site. Right. Um, for the guy getting in the ring. So once he got in the ring and got to Brett and and Natty and was basically tackled Brett and took down Brett, which then took down Natty. Uh, Natty went for the ride. She was holding Natty on to her uncle. Yeah. She was but, holding on to her uncle, so she was. But for what you. If you see the videos for what you see next is all the wrestlers that hit that ring. The first one to get to that guy, Travis Brown, Ronda Rousey's husband, almost got to the guy before he was able to tackle. Because they well, they had the front row seat and he was on that side. Where he was sitting, there but, was no ring ropes on that side, so he was able to get right up there in the ring and take the guy down. And I know Shane McMahon got in there and got a hold of him. Well, Shane got a Shane got the first punch in on him. Travis Brown took him down. Shane got one punch in on him. Then Travis Brown started started wailing on him. The New Day was in the ring, so basically, Kofi, yeah, some of the guys that were sitting in the front row, yeah. so Kofi, they got in there. I know you Xavier see Xavier and and some of the other guys, Heath Slater. They pulled Bret Hart and Natty away from yes. the situation. Drake Maverick uh, got Drake in there Drake Maverick, too. they pulled them away uh, from the I situation. Know you probably seen there was a you seen the leather jacket with the Hart Foundation on. That was uh, that was uh, Bulldogs. Uh, that was Bret Hart's nephew, uh, David Smith. So uh, Harry Smith comes Harry, running from Harry the crowd. Smith. He's and in them. He got involved. Jumps over Travis Brown, jumps over. And he Shane gets McMahon, in there because that's his and, family. And he, he beats was, the living crap out. So he of was guy. going. He was protecting his family, and uh, so he beat the. Living it was good crap to see him there, being guy. a former WWE employee. It was good to see that they invited him there. But uh, so Shane and Big and Big E and Braun Strowman, and then we're pulling the guy out of the ring. Yes, Braun got his hands in there, and Big Show had to actually hold Harry Smith back. Yes, he had to grab a hold of Harry because Harry was so, going for blood. So they were taking him out. It was, I, I'm going to miss Shane, some of the guys. Shane, I know Shane had, um, Shane was dragging Devon was there. They had a Shane bunch of Shane was there. Braun was there. Um, Mustafa Ali was there, who was a former cop. So he was, he was the right guy to be there. Uh, Christian and Edge were there. 
and Dash Wilder was there. So Dash Wilder had him on the front, and the guy must have said something that pissed Dash Wilder off because Dash Wilder punched him right in the face and knocked the guy out. Well, good, good, good. So, so then, then they were able to just to pick up a, a, a limp body and carry him back to where the police met him, and then Ali and a couple of the other wrestlers continued out with the police until they got him out of, out of the ring. This just shows the brotherhood that's in wrestling. Yeah, it don't matter if you're it don't matter if you're the most hated person on the roster, but when mm-hmm. it comes to something like this, and it didn't matter face heel, even even like Ronda Rousey's husband, he got in there. He's not even a WWE employee. He's not a WWE superstar. He's just the husband of a yeah, WWE. Yeah, he's in superstar. the WWE family though. So he he got in there. Faces heels. It doesn't didn't matter. matter. Bobby Lashley, uh, Drew McIntyre, they were all there. To, to, to take up. And, and I don't think it would have been just if it was Brett. I think it would have been anybody. 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 You know. But, it so, could have been Shawn Michaels. You don't. <laughs> but the best part of it was Brett got up like a champ. Continued, continued on. speech like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. Even though his hair was out of whack. <laughs> and uh, Natty was still a little visibly shaken. But uh, she... Uh, they she soldiered trooper, on. They you know, soldiered on, and TJ and, was there in the ring, uh, Natty's husband, and and, uh, and so they, they soldiered on, and it got the got the thing going. But uh, needless to say, I don't know. WWE may not be back to Barclays Center. Well, <laughs> I would guess their they will, security. I guess they will go back to the original format where they're on a stage instead of in a ring. I thought that was a different. It was nice. It was different. But I think I'm, I'm hearing rumors that Vince might he likes the ring thing, but I think I mean because they kind of made the ring into a makeshift yeah. stage where they took a, a whole entire side out of, so you can of walk ropes, in there. Yeah. And, and I thought it was different. I'm it hearing some buzz online that pace. Vince might only allow the wrestling family, you know, the the wrestling community, the wrestlers, the families of, of the inductees and the former and not have inductees, fans anymore. and no fans being allowed at the Because that's used to what it was the way it originally was. It was yeah. basically the audience was the superstars that were currently on the roster and family members and former wrestlers that were invited and former so. you know foreign uh, you know people that were invited. Let's touch on some quick WWE. News. There's some quick WWE news uh, that happened uh, after Be- WrestleMania between Monday. And, and Tuesday. Yes. And which Raw and SmackDown all still took place at the Barclays Center in New York. Yeah. They were still in New York. So Sami Zayn returned to a lot of pop. He was a lot of pop. And then all of a sudden after he had his he lost his match. He turned heel. <laughs> immediately turns heel and says, Screw you. To I the love fans. I love Sami Zayn as a heel. We finally got the appearance of Lars Sullivan. The freak is finally here. He attacked Kurt Angle after Kurt Angle's little segment. Uh, getting an Olympic slam to Baron Corbin, yep. so he attacked. And then after the Hardys won the tag titles, they were celebrating, and he celebrate. comes out and takes them out. And takes them out. Well, back on Raw, Elias was doing another little segment in the ring. Instead of John Cena coming out to interrupt him, it was the Undertaker. Well, he kind of alluded to it, and he, he says, said, "If anyone interrupts me, they're dead there'll man. be a dead man." And then next thing you know, yeah. hits the music. So, so Undertaker. Uh, made his appearance during WrestleMania week. So, who had a better WrestleMania week than Elias? Other <laughs> than the ones that won the title. Right, obviously. The, you you know, had a WrestleMania moment with John Cena. And then you had... And the biggest Monday Night Raw of the year, which is the night after had, WrestleMania. Uh, you had a moment with The Undertaker. You had a moment with The Undertaker. 
And then the shocking news. The that shocking came news, out. and this is going to be a blow to SmackDown. I'm Road sorry. Road Dog, who was just inducted in the Hall of Fame, he has stepped down as the head writer for SmackDown Live. Yep. As of the reports I've got yesterday, which was Friday, he's still an employee of the company. And the talk of why he stepped down as head writer is because. This is no surprise. He no was surprise to me. Increasingly frustrated because Vince McMahon would constantly change the script that he had wrote. There's gonna be more to come to this, but uh, yeah. It, once again, let me get this up. Was, a, let me this, get on my soapbox for once. One. This second. was the man that brought us the whole Kofi mania. This is the guy behind the man and Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Yes. And now he's no longer. The head who writing. was a great in-ring competitor, yeah. is from a great wrestling family, who has a great wrestling mind. Let me get on my soapbox for a minute. Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon, it is time for you to take over this company. This company is going to go downhill with Vincent Kennedy McMahon still making changes. You're having great wrestling minds quit their jobs. Because of Vince changing it with his big freaking ego. It's time for you to do what Vince did to his own father, your grandfather, Shane and Stephanie. He told him to take a hike. I'm taking over. Yes, Vince, you brought this company to heights. It's time for Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H to take it to even bigger heights. It's time for Vince to leave this company. It's for not. the wrestling business, it's time for Vince to step aside and let these guys run this control on a day-to-day basis. Vince, you've got other projects. You've got an excellent opportunity right now with the XFL that you're going to start. It's time for Vince to step aside. I am, I understand your passion about it, but it's not going to happen. So, And the thing is, everyone's going to And that's why my growing frustration is I will, again, once again, start tuning out WWE and go to All Elite Wrestling. Well, we'll 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 see if people quit watching. I don't think it's going to happen. Switch to take. We didn't cover takeover last week. No, we our, didn't. On our pre-show, it was a good takeover. WrestleMania pre-show, um, the match that was probably the first two matches we're going to talk about were the definitely the top two matches of the night. We had our two out of three falls: Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT title, which was vacated after. Tommaso Ciampo's neck surgery. Yes. Um, excellent match. Excellent match. Not the outcome that I wanted, but... No, but I, I see... It sets the tone for I see, go ongoing. I see why the outcome was Johnny Gargano winning the title instead of Adam Cole. I was hoping to see it on Monday Night Raw when Undisputed Air came out and attacked... Um, I would have loved to have seen Undisputed Air come out in that title versus title match between Kofi and Seth that ended with the bar coming out. I'd rather have seen the Undisputed yeah, Air come out. I'm over the bar. Because Nexus came out and dominated as, as a faction. The yes. Shield came in and dominated as faction. You need a faction. It's time you don't for, have one. It's time for Undisputed Air to come in and, and dominate as a faction. So I understand that uh, they didn't put the title on Adam Cole, but... Maybe next week the Superstars shake up. We're going to see Undisputed Air come out. 
But or you got plans to have them eventually Adam Cole be the NXT champion or Roderick Strong to be a North American champion and then Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly be the NXT tag team champions at some point this year if that's what you want to have them to dominate the NXT or have them come but I don't want them to come to the main roster and you bury them I want you to have them come and have a strong storyline well, that's why I said the angle would have to be As they come in and they just attack everyone and dominate, like the Nexus did when Nexus right. was on their run. Yeah. The Shield, when they went on their run when they first came in. You know, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns, if you were not wrestling fans and just WWE fans, you didn't really know who they were. Right. So, unless... I know more people are NXT fans now, but I was excited when these four guys came to NXT because I followed them yes. for years yes. in Ring of Honor and New Japan for yes. wrestling. So but they already had a household name, and that's why they came to NXT, why Triple H goes out and gets these top, top free agents and because he's building something in NXT. But, you know, yeah. They're saying this could have been the best match that TakeOver has ever seen. It's up there from the TakeOver's I've well, seen. Well, I will tell you this. Any match you're going to argue against it has Johnny Gargano in it. So, yeah. rightfully so, Johnny Gargano should be the NXT champion. Yeah, and be the first in, in NXT Grand Champion. So, you call him Johnny Wrestling, you call him Johnny Takeover, and now you call him Johnny Champion. And then, of course, you know that him and Tommaso Ciampo, Ciampo came out at the end as they were celebrating and kind of buried the hatchet and... Uh, well, everyone knows they're best friends. They're still time. best friends. It doesn't matter. But on on screen, they buried the hatchet. You know, I guess if Champo can't have the belt, I guess he would want to see Johnny have it. So, yes. so Black, Alistair Black and Ricochet had their. They're getting farewell. the biggest had, push I've seen in probably fifteen years with the WWE. They had their farewell match. This was their farewell match in NXT, and then of course on Mania they were part of the SmackDown. Fatal four-way match at WrestleMania. NXT does a good job. They normally have their tag team title match open up. And let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Whether you want to talk about or... WrestleMania entrances, I totally enjoyed the War Raiders yeah. entrance. You know, and it doesn't matter if it's Undisputed Era, if it's the War Raiders See, I would love to see, you know what, look... It, to me, you need an ambassador to the tag team division and build a tag team division. But Vince doesn't like tag teams, so that's why the War Raiders would be on top of the list for me. But it was a great, great entrance. I was a big fan of the War Raiders, who were the War Machine. I, I was a big fan too back then. Before day. coming in, they were in Ring of Honor. They were in Pro Wrestling Noah over in Japan. Yep. They did a little bit in New Japan with the. Uh, a, the talent exchange with Ring of Honor. Yes, they were dual champions at one point they with Ring of Honor champions, and New Japan. IWGP champions. So, again, Triple H going out and getting the best of the best to come to NXT, and then he sprinkles in the uh, developmental talent. Right. That's coming up. Yeah. But this match huh, was right there at the top. Yeah, it was. It. Set the tone for an NXT it, takeover which from beginning the, to end. NXT takeover was one hundred percent. They were five main events. It was one hundred percent. I grade the entire NXT takeover New York A. It was an A, but uh, this match was phenomenal, and I enjoyed the next match as well. Matt Riddle versus uh, Velveteen Dream for the North American title. Yes, it was a good match. 
Matt Riddle's going to be something he's, special. He, it, it's, he's showing potential. It's not his time yet, but he's definitely showing a lot, a lot, a lot of potential. And and it was a great match. It was all around a great match. Velveteen Dream came out on top. Continued to be uh, North American <laughs> champion. But it was a great match. And, it was a great match. And again with Matt Riddle, if you're not a WWE fan, or not a professional wrestling fan, just a WWE fan, you didn't know much about Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, was it 10 years ago, was on The Ultimate Fighter. Yes, he was on uh, the Ultimate Fighter season. He had a career in UFC. Had some falling out with Dana White. He went to Bellator. Things didn't work out there. He went to Championship One. He went to different places. But he's been a professional wrestler for over five years. Yes, and so from his time in Evolve yeah, to once, his time in Japan. Yes, Matt Riddle. He's got a track record in professional wrestling over the last five years once Matt he made that transition from Matt Riddle's gonna be the main from the cage to the squared circle. Matt Riddle's another one that's gonna be the real deal. And WWE should be happy that they have someone like Matt Riddle for their future. And Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream, you know, you saw him from this his time in Tough Enough. When they they rebirthed Tough Enough, right. and it was, you know, Velveteen Dream, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, were all on Tough Enough Yes, together. yes. And if you look at it now, the, the two people that won Tough Enough are no longer in professional wrestling. Nope, nope. But Velveteen Dream got his start in Maryland Championship Wrestling, which if you are an independent wrestling fan, that is one of the largest, if not the largest, independent promotion in the country. Yes. They have a top-notch wrestling school. I believe is Gabe Sapolsky still involved with that from uh, from old school ECW in the uh, modern day. Possibility, but Maryland Championship Wrestling is they they've had some graduates from there that have been WWE superstars. Yeah, Mickey James is one of the most known uh, graduates yes. from the Maryland Championship Wrestling yep. uh, Wrestling School. But uh, Riddle and Dream can put in one heck of a match. You know, it was. It was. I was suspecting this is going to be a one-sided kind of deal. Uh, you know, the way things been going with that North American title. You know, outside of Adam Cole's initial uh, run, it's been back and forth, and you know, uh, short runs. I thought well, they had to get the title off of Gargano because they knew he was going to be exactly. In but uh, you know, I. It was a great match. I was shockingly. You know, I mean, I know both. They both are good in-ring competitors, but you know, put the package together, them two together. It was it was a pretty good match. I, I was definitely, I was definitely entertained, and <laughs> uh, that it was a very good match all around. Absolutely, the women's fatal four-way. Fatal four-way. You had Io Shirai, you had Kari Sane, you had Bianca Belair, and Shannon Baszler. This match was really good. Really good. Really good. Uh, Shayna Baszler, of course, retains her NXT Women's title. But what I like about this match, where they, I think they kind of screwed up on the last takeover, where Bianca Belair wasn't... This should have been the last takeover where they had the four-corner match. Should have been, yeah. Because Bianca Belair, even though she impressed at the last takeover... She's got some work to do. She has work A to lot do. of work to do. If you would have put her in this match, the last takeover... In the Fatal Four, right? You could have done Belair 
Shannon Baszler yeah. at this at this takeover. But it was Io Shirai and Akari Sane. They are amazing talents. And how they are still on the NXT roster, I do not know. I think WWE is going to be weeding out some of the uh, female talent on the WWE roster. I believe so. I believe I so. See, uh, a lot of the female stars on WWE, they have a, what they call a running contract. So basically it runs from calendar year to calendar year. Yeah. And unless Vince wants out of the deal, it just automatically renews. Right. So I definitely think at the end of this year, you're going to see people like Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke going is, away. yeah. I think Alicia Fox is going to Alicia's overstayed her welcome. Well, especially the last few months. She's definitely in the doghouse. She wasn't even in the Women's Battle Royal. Nope. At WrestleMania. She's the reason why so Arn Anderson got fired. You're going to definitely see... Yeah, you're going to see some turnover. You're going to see some turnover. You're going to see some... And Kari saying You're going to see you them... Might, you know, you might see at least Kari saying come up. And superstar shape. I don't know. There's rumors that Asuka may not be around. You know, her apparently her contract's coming up. You may not see her. I think okay. because of maybe her growing her frustration over where things are going with her. But you're, you're right. You're going to see a rotation but of uh, the women's roster on and off. Until main they roster in NXT. That I think Shannon Baszler can be on the main roster now. I think she's that talented. But until they decide to put her on the main roster, the only thing is. You're not going to be surprised at takeovers because she's going to be champion. Yeah, she, she runs that women's division. Yeah, because really, there's she is a better wrestler than Ronda Rousey. There's no other woman on the NXT roster. You know, you promoted the best that was on the women's roster. She's the one that's left. The other ones are up and coming. They still have things to work on, things to improve on. So she's the best right now. Of course, the best is going to be the champion, and she's the champion. Uh, this next match, uh, the new, the WWE UK title, uh, the longest reigning. Champion. Pete Dunne, uh, he's that that run. I think is up there one of the longest runs in any in WWE history. title. Yeah, I think. And but he lost to the newcomer Walter, the big powerhouse. I don't understand all the hype and the buzz around Walter. You know, I've just in the last probably Whoa. six or eight months got into you're the seeing British you're seeing independent scene and how they're saying that he's the top. He was the top indie star in in Great Britain and United Kingdom and that WWE. You know, it was a huge, huge shine for WWE. I just. I'm disappointed that Walter is going to be the face of the WWE. UK. Um, you know, UK, the NXT. I think they got UK big brand. plans for Pete Dunne. I think Pete Dunne is... I think Pete Dunne is main roster. He's coming. He's coming. Uh, I think next week, Superstar Shakeup, you see Pete Dunne on the main roster. He's coming. So, uh, he's coming for sure. He's coming to the main roster at some point. They got big plans for him uh, to let him to, you know, to put him on the the top UK independent star that they signed to put that title on him. He's coming to the main roster for sure. They definitely got big plans for Pete Dunne. Dan, you want to get into uh, so that rounds out takeover. You want to get into uh, the other. Uh, Big thing that happened in New York at Madison Square Garden, uh, Ring of Honor. 
uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, G1 Supercard. So, talk about it. So, this was the first major wrestling promotion to have a show at Madison Square Garden outside of WWE in a very, very long time. Right. WWE has held a lot down on that on that venue, and I think that is something that tells the times that there are alternatives to WWE. If you're just a right, WWE and then now WWE's preferred New York venue is now the Barclays Center. We have other options for you. This was a great card. I'm gonna run down. Run it down. I'm gonna run it down here. Kelly Klein. Uh, is now the two-time Ring of Honor champion as she defeated uh, the champion Mayu Awatani for her second run as the Women of Honor champion. Kelly Kahn is an amazing talent. If you haven't seen her, please do yourself justice and watch Kelly Klein wrestle. After the match, she was attacked by Angelina Love Velvet Sky and Mandy Leon. Now you know Mandy if you're a Ring of Honor fan. So they tacked her and they drew with lipstick, which is total beautiful people TNA. Well, an A on her face. Well, you got two founding members of that faction so, in TNA, so as they were leaving and they're on the ramp to leave, a graphic come up behind them, allure. So they are now known, Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, and Mandy Leon as Allure. So they are going to be Ring of Honor's version of the beautiful people and the Women of Honor division. That's which, good. That's which, good. That's, well, that's Angelina good. Love and Velveteen Sky, they're veterans of the women's wrestling. So yeah, it's think, a good good addition. And I hate to say this with Ring of Honor because they're so talented. Is They've had problems with this women's division getting off the ground. Tennille Dashwood left Ring of Honor. Um, Madison Rain left Ring of Honor. They really didn't know how to push those two who could have been huge for this division. Right. Uh, but uh, I think they're going to do it right now with bringing in Angelina Love and Velvet uh, Sky to help push this division to the next level because, uh, you know, it's going to have to... Women's division-wise, there's nothing better than WWE right now. Right, and then other, you know, Ring of Honor wants to have that. If you, you can know. get WWE cast-offs or you can get some other veteran people. Ring of like, Honor is also running behind uh, Impact Wrestling when it comes to women's division. You know, you've got two of the best there, um, Tessa Blanchard and Taya Valkyrie, yeah. uh, the wife of, uh, of John now, I did hear that Impact did recycle and brought Gail Kim back. Well, Gail Kim is a is an impact staple, but uh, next we have a Bully Ray had actually done an open New York Street Fight challenge that Juice Robinson answered, but uh, this actually turned into a six man New York Street Fight. Yeah, Juice Robinson, Flip Gordon, and Mark Haskins versus Bully Ray, Shane Taylor, and Silas Young. So, this was actually a really good match. Mark Haskins, if you don't know Mark Haskins, he's kind of new to Ring of Honor. He was another one of the big um, independent stars of the United Kingdom. Oh, okay. And Ring of Honor got him, which is a huge pickup for Ring of Honor. Yeah, and then you put him with Bully Ray and Silas Young. I mean, that's some good veteran guys to work with. But Mark Haskins, Flip Gordon, and Juice Robinson wins that match, the New York Street fight. Okay. 
Then we had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. We have a new champion. New champ. Which is Dragon Lee. He defeated the former champion, Bullet Club's Ishimoru, and Bandito. Bandito. Then we had... So, WWE stole win, uh, a winner-take-all from Ring of Honor. Uh, apparently. So, the first winner-take-all match for the IWGP Ring of Honor show was the tag team title match, where the IWGP heavyweight titles and the Ring of Honor tag team titles were on the line, as the Grills of Destiny, Tomatonga and Tondo okay, okay. won the match oh, over Villain Enterprises, Brody King, and PCO. Who's PCO? PCO is Pierre Olette. He used to be in WWE years ago. He's about 50 years old. He, he rebranded himself as PCO. He was... He was the Quebecers with uh, Jacques Rougeau. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Gotcha. So he is now rebranded himself as PCO. He's in his 50s, and he's still wrestling full-time and has had a resurgence to his career. Also in that match were the former Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, the Briscoe Brothers, and uh, amazing uh, New Japan Tag Team Evil and Sonata. After the match, though, we had an attack. Enzo and Big Cass comes out and attacks the Briscoe Brothers. Oh. So, everyone from WWE knows of Big Cass and Enzo Amore. Yes, they were a tag team. Enzo was fired over an alleged sexual assault case, which came out to be all charges dropped. He was cleared of all... He was cleared of all allegations. But that hurts the WWE And then Big... And then Big Cass was fired due to some issues he had backstage with some of the talent. Right. And an incident on a bus where he destroyed a bathroom door is the talk on why he was fired. So you haven't heard from these guys in over a year. Right. And, you know, Enzo's been doing a rap thing. He's put out a rap album. And they kind of went their separate ways when they got laid left WWE. You know, and now they're back together. Big Cass had a couple... A couple independent shows, but they have rebranded themselves as Kaz XL, C A Z XL, and Enzo, N Z O, known as Free Agency. <laughs> free Agency okay. is spelled Free Agent with a Z at the end. Free Agency. Okay. So, so they're saying they they're have free been, agents? They have been signed by Ring of Honor. But I don't know the details of the, of the right. deal. Right, okay. They have been brought in to feud with the Briscoes. Ah. One of the reports came in that Ring of Honor notified Madison Square Garden of the angle, of what was going to happen, uh-huh. but failed to notify New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, so, I bet you that pissed some people off in New Japan. Right there, Evil and Sonata's there in the ring. Tamatanga, Tangaloa just won the title. Right. And now they're seeing Briscoe's being attacked by two guys who they know nothing about right. for the company. Right. Security didn't come down right away. Bully Ray came down to help the Briscoe's because he's buddies with the Briscoe's. Right. And so they pulled the angle of, you know, I took care of you guys. You know, why'd you do this? You know, I was there for you guys right. and everything. But look for a Kaz XL and Enzo uh, match with Briscoe Brothers. Free agency versus the Briscoe Brothers coming up on Ring of Honor. 
wherever these guys go, they're going to draw money just because of the, the heat they get. Yeah, and they got they had some heat when they were in the WWE before it all cra- went crashing down. Kind of as well established as the tag team division is in Ring of Honor, I'm kind of surprised Ring of Honor signed these guys up. I think the perfect place for them to be is Impact Wrestling. Right. Especially when all the wrestling starts and the Lucha Bros are no longer going to be with Impact Wrestling. They'll be pretty much uh, All Elite and, and AAA. Right. So this would be definitely be a tag team to come in there and compete with LAX. I can definitely see an LAX babyface turn with uh, Free Agency coming in there as a tag team. Right. But, uh, yeah, Free Agency is now part of... Uh, Ring of Honor. Okay. Continuing on here is the British Rev Pro Heavyweight title. Zack Sabre Jr. did retain as he defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, okay. uh, We have a new IWGP Heavyweight Champion, or an IWGP Intercontinental Champion, as Kota Bushi defeated Kota Bushi. Taitsuo Nata for the title. We have a new Ring of Honor champion in a ladder match. Matt Taven, the leader of the kingdom, defeated Jay Lethal and Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull. To become the new Ring of Honor heavyweight champion. And then the last, the main event of the show was the IWGP heavyweight title. Okada versus Jay White. And this is a theme on uh, New Japan pay-per-views. We have a new champion. Kazushika Okada is now the five-time IWGP champion. Wow, five-time champion. He did have the longest single title reign in New Japan history of 720 days. Whoa. He has the record for most successful title defenses of 12. If you don't know Kazushika Okada... Okada's a great wrestler. I've seen him perform. He's great. Do do yourself a solid. Wow. And I didn't know that. Okada. He's trained by one of the greats. He was trained by Ultimo Dragon. Also on his New Japan resume, he was the... If you're a New Japan fan, you know these tournaments. He was the G1 Climax winner in 2012 and 2014. And he was the New Japan Cup winner in 2013. And 2019, that just happened. He was the New Japan Cup winner. So... Okada is once again. New, New Japan better keep Okada because he definitely would be a sought after free agent. And Okada had a big week this week. Not only did Okada win the IWGP title for the fifth time, Kazushka Okada also got married this week. Whoa. So congratulations to Kazushka Okada as he is now back on top of the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes. Big week coming up. We got uh, WWE Super Shake Up. So that's all coming up. We're going to have next week, next show, we're going to have some new. It's been a few weeks, but now Cody and the boys and All Elite Wrestling have uh, got some big things brewing. We have lots of news so, for All Elite. We wanted to keep it all together and so just. Quickly talk about because there's gonna it's big because yeah, we gotta put some time into this. May, uh, double or nothing is fast approaching, so we may have to uh, we're less than six weeks away. You know what, Dan? We may have to alienate some of our WWE fans, we may have to talk about all elite wrestling. We're gonna have we I might would, have to have a show I would just like dedicated. To have, I'd like to have a 
a full still, show on Double or Nothing All Elite. We're going to have to because we want Cody and All Elite Wrestling and the Bucks and Omega. We want them to be come to Detroit. We open the doors. The Brothers of the D of opening up the gates to the Motor City. Come, bring All Elite Wrestling to Detroit. You don't, Dan, even, you don't even have to go to Little Sears Arena. You can, go, you can go somewhere else. We just want you here. We want you here. Dan, with that said... Where can, you, where can our great listeners continue to find us? or And our new listeners, where can you find us at? We appreciate all the listeners who have been there from the beginning and the new listeners. Let's tell you how, how you can hear us. You can hear us on Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. You can reach us. Yes, please. We need... Give us, tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't talk about. We, we got some uh, great listeners out there. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. So you can email us at brothersofthed at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Brothers of the D. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the D1. You can find me on Facebook at Dan Brewer, on Twitter at The Dan Brewer. You can find Big Ben on Facebook as Ben Brewer. I'm not all up to date on Twitter, so <laughs> you can hit me up on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, what's your Instagram? <laughs> Instagram is um, Mamma Mia. Okay, <laughs> it's Marl. so fresh and new. It's so fresh and new that I'm just figuring it out. What's your Instagram, Marlon? I will uh, let you know here. One second. Uh, I am. Wait a second. I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. I, I, this is how I'm so new to it, uh, which I get a lot of. I like. I get a lot of information and a lot of, you know, uh, what is my? I'm Big Ben of the D. Big Ben of the D. Big Ben of the D on Instagram. Drop by Instagram and give Big Ben a, a shout out. Give a shout out, and uh, if you look at my cover photo, it's me and my. My little boy, who's a, probably a future, uh, future wrestler. <laughs> Let, let's not let's not say WWE superstar. No, 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 no. But uh, anyway, that's where you can pick us up. We got some. Uh, that's what we do. We're bringing the heat every week, giving to you our opinions on professional wrestling, and uh, we're gonna have some. Like I said, we got some great stuff. We got the shake up WWE coming up. We've got we're gonna all elite wrestling leading up to Double or Nothing, and. Uh, so I'm Big Ben. I'm the Dan Brewer. And we are the Brothers of D. We'll see you next time right here on The Gimmick Table.